Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Odyssey NFL insider Jason Luckenfora, host of the Odyssey original podcast in the huddle. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, covering the entire NFL. And Jason joins right now. Hello, Jason. Good morning to you. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Great. Two-game winning streak for the black and gold, but let's talk about who they play next. Uh, the Ravens, Lamar. How yeah. bad is it? Do you know? What's the uh, initial word? No, I mean, they'll get more word um, today when he's finished. You know, they get the results of MRI and other testing. But I, I'd be really surprised if he played in this game. I mean, anytime John Harbaugh even concedes, you know, that weeks is a possibility, it tends to be weeks. Um, he's been really banged up lately. He's at a hip. He's at a quad. He's been sick. Now he's got this. Um, and And – the scope of the offense was pretty constricted even before he got hurt, you know, and, and, and it took him running 14 times to stay in a game with Jacksonville the week before that, that they ultimately found a way to lose. So, yeah, I, I would be preparing, and I'm sure the Steelers will prepare as if it's going to be Tyler Huntley's game. Um, and, and he can – look, he only had five incompletions yesterday. He had one horrible interception, but otherwise – you know, he, it's usually a more up-tempo offense with him. It is uh, a, a real, even more fine emphasis on the short passing game. It's just get it out, um, you know, and, and he can, can improvise and do some things running the ball. Not not like quite like Lamar can, but still, you know, that's going to remain a significant element of what they do. But, man, do they have issues offensively right now. Jason, I mean, the Steelers, they're, they're somewhat on to something. How are you feeling about the Steelers? They have five games left, obviously, Lamar Jackson yeah. possibly being out this week. How are you feeling about the Steelers, obviously, heading into Sunday, but even the rest of the season? Yeah, look, they, they, they have an opportunity to finish on a high note and to take momentum into next year. And if the chips fall right, you know, from a playoff standpoint, then, then great. But 
I, I never thought that they were going to just fall off a map. You know, we talk about this every week. Like it wasn't going to be. You guys were going to have to deal with some rebuilding hiccups, and you know some of the sort of uh, implementation of the building blocks that you hadn't had to see around there for a long time. But it's still a Mike Tomlin coach team. There's still some some talent there, and uh, they weren't going to just disappear and go away, and you know get blown out every week, or you know just become this afterthought. Uh, that's that's not who they are, and that's not how it'll be. And a lot of the earliest games that Pickett played was against really legitimate defenses. And, you know, you kind of take your lumps there, and you hope that he, he grows from week to week and from month to month, and that certainly seems to be happening. And now, yeah, I mean, the league isn't filled with uh, dynasties and dominant teams. You know, it just it just isn't. There there are some elite defenses, but then there's a lot of other teams that have their fair share of warts, and the Steelers are starting to, to get into a portion of the schedule that allows for more of those teams on the opposite sideline, and I do think that they'll um, continue to win some games and, uh, again, have this season feel like it was one of gains and not subtractions. What do you think serves Kenny Pickett's long-term development better, Jason, or any young quarterback for that matter? Maybe sticking with an offensive coordinator who might not be the next best flavor of the week or whatever it is, i.e. Matt Canada, who's also had his growing pains in that role alongside Kenny Pickett, or going outside the organization looking for that next up-and-coming great offensive mind, even if it means your young quarterback has to go through transition. Well, I think it's something that you really are I'm, – don't know that that's an evaluation you're thinking about right now. You know, you the whole thing about this was okay if he's going to end up playing 12 games or whatever it is. What is a what the final six look like versus the first six or what? I, I'm trying to remember exactly when the switch was made. Whatever it turns out to be, like you know that who is he building chemistry with? What does he seem comfortable with? What are these relationships like in the building on non-game days? Um, Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus you know, who who are his biggest sounding boards? Who does he seem to confide in the most? Um, you know, who has a feel for what he needs at any given moment? So I, I, I don't I don't know that you can answer that question now. I don't I don't know that there's a particular profile outside the building that Mike Tomlin would necessarily sort of pursue or say, Okay, well that's the model, that's the template, that's kinda of what we want the guy's resume to look like. Um, I think there's a lot of people there who, who want this thing to work with Matt Canada and want to see what 
you know, what Mad Canada was going to be like getting a decent chunk of time with this rookie quarterback. And we're still in the midst of that. So, um, I, I, again, like, I, I, he's not lighting up the box score every week, nor, nor, you know, nor was Peyton Manning as a rookie. And I'm not saying this guy would be Peyton Manning, but John Elway or a lot of guys, you know, there, there is a learning curve. And he's in the midst of it, and he's starting to eliminate mistakes and, and improve his decision-making and improve his ball placement. And those, those are massive areas. Of, and if he continues to improve in them, then you're going to see more of these red zone drives finish with touchdowns and not field goals. And you will see him develop chemistry with different guys. And I still think there's a lot they can tap into with his legs. So um, I, I, just, I think, yeah, it's an incomplete for now. And, and you know, those are, those are discussions for some point in January. Jason, you mentioned that the Ravens were having struggles offensively even before the injury to Lamar Jackson. Gut feel, where are things going between the organization now and Jackson? Well, it's not good. I mean, you never want a situation to get like this. It was always going to be the backdrop to everything they did this year. You know, what's he going to be worth now? Would the owner be more inclined finally to pay him? You know, what's his new market value? I mean, this is, you know, after every win, after every loss. It's sort of all about that, and and that's you know that's the way it was going to be when they let this reach the point. I always thought he's going to get the franchise tag next year, and then they're going to have a decision to make before the draft about you know can we get more for if, if our owner's never going to get close to what he's looking for, and even in a down year, I don't think his his opinion would change much on a long term deal because he knows there's still this interim situation with a a franchise tag at least one. You know, I, I I think he, and that's where it was always heading. And do they trade him before the draft, or do they play it out to the middle of July and see if they can get a long term deal done? Um, again, I think the odds of that happening are pretty bleak unless one side or the other completely blink, uh, blinks or flinches. And I don't think Lamar will. He's been willing to play it out to this point for a rookie contract that was peanuts, and then finally twenty million this year. You know, him playing for 43 or whatever next year, I don't think he looks at as the end of the world if he has to play that out. I think the real question is, do do they go with a team-building model that's based in, you know, the year 2022 football, or do they keep playing their 1950 style where we just want to collect guys on defense and, you know, we'll just run the ball and, we'll, you know, K-Sara, Sarah. We don't need anybody to catch the ball. We don't need anybody who's really explosive on the outside. We'll keep drafting average receivers and, and telling people they're number ones. Um, and we'll keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. I mean, the real question is, like, if I'm Lamar, above and beyond the money, it's like, well, what's our what's our plan to ever win on the outside? Like, do we ever, are we ever going to have real guys that can win on the outside? Or, you know, are, are we just full of people? Jason Luckin for it. Jason, we thank you so very much. We'll catch up next week. Sounds good, guys. Have a good one. Certainly. Thanks, Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It, he is right about that. I mean, they just um, 